0: Hello and welcome to I'll Bring the Bible with Mel and Monica. Here we are just sitting here chit-chatting and we're like, no, we need to record we need what to we're get saying. Busy. <laughs> we need to get and busy. First, first
1: of all, can we brag a minute that this is like two <laughs> podcasts in a row? Two podcasts in a month is Sh- good. Should we should we spread them out? <laughs> no, I'm because we told you it. we were gonna get our act together. That's We've right. gotten
0: our act together. So usually typically how podcasts run, we're giving you the background information is that it's like not everybody records podcasts one once a week that's crazy no the really popular ones they do like months in advance right they lay them down and then if there's any pertinent information um then they'll have to they'll they'll have to, you know, do like an emergency recording or whatever. And we've done a couple of those. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes those are our best ones. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we done like some emergency recordings where we we're like, we have to talk about what's going on. Um so uh we, we we're just sitting here chit-chatting about I I brought about studying the Bible because we're I'll bring the Bible with Belle and Monica. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that <laughs> includes and means that we should be studying the Bible. Right, and we don't do it perfectly. We don't get it right all the time. Uh, Sometimes we let things lag and um, everything is not uh, uh, going real well spiritually, but we try to study the Bible and get in the...
1: here is your reminder. Eat lunch.
0: (laughs) Well, Mel's husband needs to eat lunch. Here is your reminder. This is funny. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. I think I'll keep that in. Um, I'm not gonna. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, So you text him, hey, time to eat. (laughs) It's it's an announcement throughout the house probably. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were just sitting here and I was talking about how how I know there's there are people that study the Bible that encourage others to study the Bible that say the morning time is the best time to study the Bible. And I was expressing my kind of disdain for that comment. I think that,
1: God said that it was the best time. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm
0: kidding. And and not that if you have said that or if you encourage that, that I don't like you, don't get that wrong, don't take offense. It's just mm-hmm. that I think we need to be careful with how we present that to people because uh, for me in particular, that causes me um, anxiety. Like mm-hmm. I have to get it done in the morning and yet... Uh, I already have to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to go to work. So 2.30, sis. Right. So, (laughs) uh, you know, (laughs) Um, so it's and it's interesting because uh, what I'm doing right now in my studies is that I'm all the time studying the scripture. So what I usually do is supplement that with like a like a shorter Bible study like the one that that you gave me Mm -hmm. where it just has a a small devotional just to kind of humanize the Bible because I'm studying it right constantly through school I open up a little devotional and that's that's my time Mm -hmm. so um but yeah I don't want you to feel pressured that you have to study in the morning in order to have a good day You can have a good day with God's word anytime. And like,
1: you know, (laughs) like I was saying that I think a lot of people that encourage people to do that is because it's worked for them. Right. But there you have to take that as maybe this will work for me. Maybe it won't. The important thing is to find time. Right. Because it's the most important thing. Right if we are too busy to talk to our creator and our savior and our Lord, mm-hmm. then something's got to go. Right. But it doesn't have to be the morning. And like I was telling you, it does, you know, if I am listening to God's word, if I'm listening to scripture, uh, on my way to work, it definitely puts me in a better headspace mm-hmm. than if I'm just listening to music or, whatever but that doesn't mean that that's for everybody it's finding those ways that works for you because god has wired us all differently right it's finding those times uh you know like i have said before when i teach uh, women about how to study the bible i tell them to schedule it right put it on your little calendar Mm -hmm. and make it a priority and it might
0: not be every day (gasps) (laughs) gasp what uh, it needs to be regular right the issue is that the important thing is is that it's in your heart it's and, in your heart and you're thinking about it and sometimes when i don't have time um i'll you know read a passage or i'll have i'll already have that that's where memory word, that's where right? memory
1: comes from hide god's word in your heart right let it be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Right. That's all verses I remembered when I was a kid, girls. Thy word have I hid in my heart so that, that what? I, I might not sin, sin. against God. Uh, right. Well, and that's also the Pledge Allegiance to the Bible, God's <laughs> holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide God's right. word in my heart that I might not sin against God. Oh, man, the good
0: Christian school. Good Christian school. Pledge Awana. Allegiance to the yes. Bible. Oh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it, I think sometimes we get wrapped up and overwhelmed that it has to be a certain way, kind of way, but there's many ways to do it, and the listening to the Bible is a good way. Mm-hmm. If by any chance you happen to have, um, uh, I have like an Audible renewable subscription. I do. Well, um, I have. Well, I have uh, Dwell. Right. Um, but and on Audible, too, Dwell's a good app, and that's for free, right? Dwell's not for free. No, Dwell's mm-hmm. not free. Okay, Dwell's not free, but... But they,
1: it has, like, uh, just lots of different compilations of Scripture pertaining to certain things. Right. They have different Bible study plans. They have prayer plans. They have... It's, it's a good app.
0: Right. Uh, but it's not, it's not free. It's a good app. And then also, if you happen to have um, the reoccurring Audible s- subscription, or if you have a credit for Audible, one credit can get you the Word of Promise... And that's basically just the Bible. I think it's the NKJV ber- version of the Bible, um, read um, by actors, <laughs> and it's really good. That's the one that I listen to. I think it's it's uh, Jesus says uh, uh, Jim Caviezel. You know what? I know that. Yes, I I uh, have those CDs. Marissa Tomei's. Mary yes. <laughs> Yeah, and it has like sound effects. It's, it's very good. Yeah, like God is in the uh, is, is speaking next to the ocean. And all of a sudden, you hear mm-hmm. caw-caw, caw-caw. Yeah, <laughs> it's really is mm-hmm. good. It's a good option, especially for me. I'm very visual, and so um, it's a great way for me to to listen to God's word. I actually should get back into that. Thank you, to thanks to this discussion for reminding me. But for one credit, you can get the whole. That whole Bible for, for for, for one, one credit, credit. and um, that Bible I think when John and I purchased it, it was like upwards of fifty nine ninety nine or something. Did you like get that. it in all the CDs? We got it in all the CDs in. And, 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 we were going to a mega church at the time, so Jim Caviezel came to our oh, church. Oh, did he sign them? He signed it. Jesus and he, signed it and, himself. <laughs> and uh, we got to meet
1: him. If you guys don't know who Jim Caviezel is, he was Jesus in the Passion of the Christ.
0: He was also in the Count of Monte Cristo. He was the Count in oh. Count of Monte Cristo.
1: So if you didn't see the Passion of the Christ, but you
0: saw the Count of Monte Cristo,
1: <laughs> Jesus and the Count, same, same
0: actor. Very, very good. But there, there are different ways to do this. It's not uh, one size fits all. And if the best, if you're a night owl and the best time is at night, don't put yourself some pressure to read it in the morning. If you're gonna, if it's gonna be better at night.
1: If you have little ones that take a nap,
0: and you don't want to take a nap with them, do it then. Right. In the middle of the day, whatever. If you have little ones tugging on your legs and they want a snack, read it while they're having a snack. Read it to them. Read it to them, right. So this is supposed to be kind of a segue into what we're talking about today. So segue away. Well, <laughs> you know, what's been really
1: on my heart lately is um, our the way we talk. Yeah. Our speech. And yeah. I got a book for free from the Gospel Coalition last year, and I kind of... Um, just made my small group kind of well I I gently said, "Hey, I've got this book. If you guys <laughs> have any ideas, that would be great. But if you don't, I have one already and I've <laughs> ordered some." But <laughs> <I haven't> ordered <laughs>
0: some. they're probably like fine. Let's just <laughs> but do But it's yours. called
1: Taming the Tongue: uh, How the Gospel Transforms Our Talk, and it's by Jeff Robinson, and if you struggle with uh your speech, uh, even I do. It, then um this book is, I feel like it's very insightful. So it's just kind of made me start to think about really um, how, how our communication matters to the Lord. Yes. And uh, one of the quotes from Paul Tripp said he summarizes the teaching on talk from the book of Proverbs this way. Words bring life. Words bring death. You choose. Ooh. That there is no neutral speech. Yeah,
0: that's true. That is so true. Yeah, and nothing could be more true than right now. We're at finding um, uh, going to work and realizing that obviously not everybody um, has the same values as each other, and um, at all. At and all. What I value. Uh, what I value is being challenged against. What's being spoken around me all the time, and I have to f- constantly fight that urge to give in to the gossip or or I give in so uh,
1: what I have noticed in just really uh studying about our speech and our talk um the Bible has a lot a lot to say about it, but Uh, For time purposes, Mm -hmm. I wanted to focus on James. Um, James one twenty six says, "If anyone thinks he is religious without controlling his tongue, his religion is useless, and he deceives himself."
0: Mm. Yes, that's that's. I gotta let that sink in, right? (laughs) Really do. I mean, that's gotta. Mm -hmm. That's very piercing. The whole book of James is piercing. Yes, it is. I love the book of James. Mm -hmm. It is.
1: Yeah. And if you're not real careful, you can point out some, you can just see so many other people in these passages, but you can see yourself. And I think what we do a lot of times, especially where, where our speech goes is that we compare ourselves to the world. Yep. So if you compare yourself to the world, you might be doing okay. That's true. Um, Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But if you compare yourself to the Word of God, um, how are you doing? Because the whole Bible shows how our words are powerful. Well, I
0: definitely fall short.
1: Well, if you think about in the beginning was the Word, uh-huh. and the Word was with God, and the Word was God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was in the beginning with God. So yeah. Jesus is referred to as the Word. And how did God create? He spoke it into being. So the power that our words give, right there, shows us that as image bearers of God, that our words are pretty powerful. So I thought I'd read James three one through twelve. Okay, and let it uh, sink into our hearts and move us to repentance. I don't want to. I don't want to do it.
0: Stop! You're it's ruining. Too much. You're ruining
1: the podcast. <laughs> I'm already convicted <laughs> enough. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, we know that God's word is life, right? That's right. <laughs> so keep that in mind. James 3, 1 through 12. Not many should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, because you know that we will be re- that we will receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is mature, able also to control the whole body now if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us we direct their whole bodies and consider ships though very large and driven by fierce winds they are guided by a very small rudder where the will of the pilots directs so too though the tongue is a small part of the body it boasts great things consider how a small fire sets ablaze a large forest and the tongue is a fire the tongue a world of unrighteousness is placed among our members it stains the whole body sets the course of life on fire and it and is itself set on fire by hell every kind of animal bird reptile and fish is tamed and has been tamed by humankind of the same mouth my brother oh did I miss something My brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way, but no one can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse people who are made in God's likeness. Mm -hmm. Blessings and cursing come out of the same mouth. My brothers and sisters, these things should not be this way.
0: Hmm. You know, they shouldn't. No. (laughs) No. And yet, so so let's go to the first part about it because it's talking specifically to people who who are teaching, or actually, to not everybody is equipped to, to teach. teach, right?
1: You know, like we talked last time about pastors. Even mm-hmm. I think this is kind of um, another one of the the problems that they run up against is you know uh, preaching to uh, appease people. Yeah. And I can, you know, tell you like 2020 and 2021, like they you couldn't appease anybody. Um, and
0: <laughs> 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 just, this is funny. I mean, I mean, it's you it's really, really couldn't appease could, anybody. It's true. So it's true. It's mm. Sad but true. Mm-hmm. But
1: um, you know, and I think you know, he's definitely speaking to teachers in particular. But he's also talking, you know, later on in, in the next verses. I mean, it really applies to all of us believers as we are to um, share Christ with those around us. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think talking about our tongue as a fire and how rapid a fire spreads mm-hmm. and how destructive, you know, the um, the old... Uh, little poem uh, sticks and stones may break my bones mm-hmm. but words will never hurt me a lot of times you heal a lot faster from sticks and stones than you do from words I mean I can think of words from my childhood that still pop up in my head um, and you know words can be devastating it can change the way that you see yourself And, um, you know, you, but I really, when I heard that our words either bring life or death, that has made me really step up and really be
0: more intentional about what comes out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it's true. It's very, very true. You know, we have to watch, oh, I have to share this. I don't want to, but I'm going to. <laughs> oh, because it's a perfect example. Oh, but I don't want to, because it's a, it's a real ugly side of me. Um, when we were very, when we were young, young missionaries, um, we were going through really, really difficult uh, struggle with uh, other mission an- another missionary couple. And um, it was a time of intense confusion. I mean, every, the devil did everything. And, and we allowed, the, the lot of us allowed him to succeed. It was, where there is confusion, there is the enemy. And he created so much confusion. So one day, uh, when a team came from the United States to visit us, I was sitting there and he was genuinely asking me how I was doing and how I was feeling and I, um, I was, the, my intention was to um, tell him how, how we were struggling and having a hard time and yet I slipped into talking about the other missionaries in a way that i really i really shouldn't have it was it was too judgmental and um another person from the group kind of joined the conversation and at that point it wasn't necessarily a person i could trust mm-hmm. so i should have stopped right there i shouldn't have even started but i should have stopped right there um well lo and behold um <laughs> what i said uh which was which was very damaging mm-hmm. got back to um, got back to the other missionaries, and they were rightfully upset mm-hmm. uh, with what i said and um but then also didn't confront so it just built up and built up mm-hmm. um I was That's a, the wildfire, yep, I was angry at the guy who who you know told told, and you know over the years and God worked on my heart and, and revealed to me very gently graciously gracefully um, where my where my fault and all of it had been even though I had been expressing frustration and this guy asked me how we were doing and I was talking about very personal and deep things. I allowed that conversation to go just one step too far. And um said something that wasn't that I felt but mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And um and that wildfire did start and uh I I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson from that and since since then um I have apologized to them and have um and, and we've come to peace with that. Um, and there's more to the story, but that's what, that's just a really good illustration. Mm. We, we, we get wrapped up in thinking that what we're saying is either sharing as a prayer request. Oh, yes. Or That's, sh- that's a whole right. thing to discuss. Or sharing as something that's affecting us. I think it's important to talk about hard things with people. But I definitely think we have to be careful of the lines that we cross when we're judging other people mm-hmm. or accusing them of doing something that we have no idea right. what's happening, truly. That's when we slip into dangerous territory.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I had a, a friend say, um, well, people don't like our way of doing this or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what people? Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's a pretty tall accusation if you don't know what people. You're just, I mean, did something happen? Uh, and I think we do that a lot of times. We kind of get a feeling that somebody doesn't like the way you're doing something. Mm-hmm. And you just, like, decide and you start just talking about what well, people don't. People don't or they don't. Right. And we have no real. That's true. And and it, I've done that before. I have, too. Uh-huh. I, I have, too. It's easier to see it when other people do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um but I think learning from that. But let's talk about prayer requests cuz I think that that's a big I think that's a big deal. Um especially having led lots of women's groups. Uh mm-hmm. you can get an awful lot of gossip out. Yeah. In the name of a prayer request.
0: Yeah.
1: I have uh even and I know that I've done it. Right. But you know, I've even Mentioned, you know, in groups, like before you go into detail about this person, number one, do the, do you have their permission mm-hmm. to discuss this?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because we can still pray for whomever without details, right? And so I was like, well, God says to be specific. God knows, right. God doesn't need you to gossip about somebody so that he gets the full picture. Well,
0: you can be specific in your personal prayer.
1: You can be specific in your personal prayer, exactly, but you don't need to share that and glorify those details that somebody may have not even given you permission to discuss. Right. So I think that that's something, uh, because gossip can destroy people. Right. And that's that's one of those things. Like, how do we, um, if we are saying that words bring death... And words bring life. So, what are some of the ways that that it brings death? And I think gossip is a big one.
0: Yeah. Well, you know.
1: And you do it sometimes without even. Right. Or we feel justified because we know that they're wrong.
0: Right. Oh <laughs> well, that's and and I think that's the that's the big thing. And I think our 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 slip up there mm-hmm. as as missionaries was each other thought.
1: That we were, were right. in the wrong,
0: mm-hmm. right? you know, and so then it does justify, um, gossiping about each other. And I think it was after that, that, um, John and I decided, you know, we weren't going to, we, that's it, you know, well, and, and, um, then when we were being gossiped about, it was extremely damaging, mm-hmm. um. To our ministry, and then also, a uh, damaging to our hearts. It took us a long time to get over that, but um, but we had participated in some of that as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it it was hard. It was it was so difficult.
1: I heard a pastor's wife say once, um, not my mom, another pastor's wife say one time that the most difficult phrase that she's ever heard is when she's going through something and somebody comes up to her and says I
0: heard yeah yeah that's that's hard yeah um I I have a personal um there there's several this being said I think it's important to have somebody that you can trust to divulge just what's going on in your heart personally. Right. Um, uh, You know, somebody that can kind of carry those burdens with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has to be somebody (laughs) that you trust and that's going to keep you in check as well. Um, But also this is the very reason why um, in anything that I share, uh, Online or with other people or in my speaking, um, I never share anybody else's story ever. Right. So um, if I ever talk about my parents' divorce, for example, I'm sharing how that divorce your, affected me. F- right. But I don't divulge the details or right. presume to even understand. Their personal emotions or what they were going through during that time, uh, because that aspect of that story mm-hmm. is not mine to tell. And that's one of the things that I've
1: always um, taught my boys, mm-hmm. um, especially you know when when they were younger or whatever, you know, liking to say something about their that happened with their brother or whatever. And I, my, I've always told them, "Is this your story to tell?" Mm-hmm. Not your story to tell if mm-hmm. if your brother wants to share his story, it's his story, but it's not your story to tell. And over and over again when they start to say something, it's not your story to tell right And then I have to remind myself that too, it's not my story and it's it's hard sometimes because sometimes the story affects you, but you have to you're right like if if you're sharing something, it needs to be how something is affecting you not the details of somebody else's personal
0: life, which is there's a there's a line with our kids too you know Mm -hmm. what we tell other people with what our kids are struggling with again an option you have i think with a close trusted friend but um when you're sharing online or in a group type of setting or um even if it's just very extremely personal um when my story and their story crisscrosses um there's a line that i have there where i say i cannot reveal the details of this Mm -hmm. information all that but what you need to know is that this was a tremendously intense time of Mm -hmm. spiritual warfare within our family Mm -hmm. and anytime i share that online or to a group of people Mm -hmm. i always without question get a doubt i get a question of well what was it why can't you tell us what was this you know Well, because we inquiring minds want to know right and and i and i do get that and and sometimes i have to preface it with Mm -hmm. i know that you want to know but i can't tell Mm -hmm. you this but All that you need to know is that it was intense and it's something that affected my husband and I, but I can't sell out my kids
1: because what if
0: everybody knows that aspect of the story? They don't want anybody to know. Yeah. I mean, I
1: think that's, that's one of, I mean, I don't say a whole lot about, I I guess, growing up as a pastor's kid. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and my dad was always very gracious in anything that he said about me. He was never, he only said nice things, but some people real, I mean, it, it it comes down to, um, you don't want to be the object of a, a lesson for other people. Um, so I'm, I'm, and too, like my, my kids would not like that you know i have one kid that wouldn't doesn't even want me to post his picture about anything you know so um uh, i i think we have to be we have to be mindful and i think a lot of times those conversations do go better like just does this
0: person need to know and what what fruit will come of it right exactly if it's Mm -hmm. with the intent to get um uh godly wisdom and advice mm-hmm. you know some things are are purposeful if you're visiting mm-hmm. a psychiatrist that's going to help you mm-hmm. through all of your stuff mm-hmm. that's imp- there's important things for them to know about your personal life right if you are going to a friend and saying hey i'm really struggling in this I aspect mean, you can say whatever you want to about yourself right
1: <laughs> it's when you pull other people in without their permission I yeah think that's when. It, it's
0: so it's, it's so, so, And I think so as a mom, hard. it's
1: hard because your life becomes
0: intertwined with, right. with, with your kids. It's tempting. It's tempting too with friends and, mm-hmm. you know, especially at work where it's
1: rampant. It's, it's hard. Like, it's hard to not like want to, I mean, you find yourself, you can think I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to participate. But, you, but it's like, it's, it's very hard. Like if you, I mean, you. Pretty much have to walk away to not participate. If
0: you don't, and you also want to know what's going on in your department, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So the, you've got gotta be um, really very mm-hmm. careful. I fa- I found one person at my work that I trust, mm-hmm. and that we chit chat and bounce things off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, but then. When it's surrounding me, it's like circ- cyclical. It's it never mm-hmm. ends. It it it. At first, I was maddened by it. Like mm-hmm. it couldn't. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I really couldn't because it was too much, and I was too mm-hmm. tempted to to get I involved.
1: Think, you know, too. Like I mean, this this work environment for you is is fairly. It, it's it's a new experience. For sure, sure, for me it is. Yeah. Um, I think for me, especially at work, I want to be, more than anything, I want to be trusted. Uh I want to be the person that people can come to and know that that their situation isn't going anywhere. So I try, um, not always perfectly, but I try to carry myself in a manner that people know that if they need to come to someone, they can come to me.
0: Right. I'm still trying to figure that out. I really am, because I do want to be that person. But I've also been, feel like I've just been hit hard and overwhelmed by it all. Oh, I, I know where you work. Um, I, it's,
1: there's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. So what about um, others are like, you know, slander. Yeah. Do you know that um, the Greek word for devil means slander
0: oh cool that's awesome I mean it's it's awesome in that it's a I didn't know that and that's Mm -hmm. the Greek word for devil literally means slanderer Mm -hmm. so and the bible has lots to say
1: about slander so um, I think and and sometimes slander comes in the form of sarcasm Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think trying to that we can cross a, a fine line with sarcasm Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you have like a, a fun, funny personality where you, you know, some of the stuff you say just tends to be funny and, you know, because there's, 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 there's sarcasm that can be like fun loving and not hurtful. Mm -hmm. And then there's sarcasm that is just can be as damaging as. Give an example. Um, like when you like like tease a friend or whatever Mm -hmm. about like, like if I, like, like I say, you talk too much or something like Mm -hmm. that. I'd be like, Oh yeah. Like you, um, good luck getting Mel to be quiet or something like that. (laughs) You know, if I say that like it right here, you know, that's just like a fun loving kind Uh of thing. But if I went and said, you know, what, you know, Michelle, uh, Michelle, (laughs) who's Michelle Mel's mouth, She's got a mouth on her and, you know, it's so bad that, yeah, you know, I can't even really think right uh-huh. now. But, you know, it's like something that's silly versus something that kind of has like a harsh, like jab.
0: Right. Well, a judgment to it.
1: Well, yeah. And that all kinds of intertwines, mm-hmm. I think. But trying to be careful because some people are really good at sarcasm and they think it's funny and they get a, a laugh. Mm-hmm but there's really no place for it in the kingdom.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about our words bringing life or death.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yep.
1: Um, and then what about just complaining?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I mean, scripture says do all things without complaining mm-hmm. or grumbling. And basically what are we doing when we grumble and complaining? You know we're saying that God's provisions aren't enough,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: but I think that we feel justified in complaining when we feel like we've been wronged or we don't like our circumstances. but if you think about um the grumblers in the desert in exodus
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, God provided everything that they needed, and they complained about. The manna from heaven. They complain. Nothing was ever enough, right? And so, if we look at our complaining and grumbling, and compare it to Israel, how are we different?
0: Yeah, no, we're we're not. I mean, I, I've always read that passage of scripture, and they are like, oh well, we're still in the same. <laughs> yeah, we're we're still, still in the desert. We're still in the desert. We're still, you know we're still the same, um, type of people. And, you know, we, we like to pass judgment on the Israelites in the desert, Mm -hmm. but really when you contextualize it to who we are right now, we're the same.
1: Well, and one of the things that uh, stuck out to me as I was reading uh, the book that I have already mentioned, it says, um, Grumbling or complaining is a capital offense for the to, for the very reason Paul gave. It puts God to the test. Grumbling is discontentment expressed verbally. So I don't think that a lot of times when we complain, we don't really think um, about that it's being that it, you know we're not trusting God. We're complaining about God's plan. Mm-hmm. We're. Um, we're reflecting to be sovereign over our own lives instead of God. So, you know, I, I love to use that passage in
0: parenting. <laughs> That's true. True, true, true. I'm not trying to, I feel like I've improved in that area a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, definitely, I still complain, obviously, or basically what I've done instead of complaining all the time I've tried to transition into giving myself uh, a minute Mm -hmm. to lay out my complaints to someone I think I've done that to -hmm. to you before can I have one I didn't need one minute Mm -hmm. one minute to say to complain and that's it Mm -hmm. you know just trying to to refocus and and be thankful for what Mm-hmm. for what God has, um, yeah, I think some some of this this gossip and uh, slander and complaining also has to do with um, how people grew up and what kind of environment people grew up what kind of parents people grew mm-hmm. up with. Um, uh, in a Latina culture, chisme, gossip, mm-hmm. is a high value well, I would say that high it's a high value everywhere. Uh-huh. But really, it's... And look at the gossip columns and the gossip shows and... <laughs> integrated mm-hmm. into the culture in a way that is, mm-hmm. you know, just endemic and, you know... Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Chit chatty. I think it's endemic uh, in in all cultures, but it, we hide it better. Uh-huh. Maybe
0: right. That's true. Right. W- w- with the I'm Appalachian,
1: you know. <laughs> so we can just hide it better. Bless your
0: heart. No, we don't hide anything. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's the that's the the thing. It's um, also how we're dealing with and um, trying to shake off that mm-hmm. culture. Also, um, if if Children grew up with parents who were uh, complaining or gossiping a lot. Their tendency would be, uh, "Okay, this is mm-hmm. how I function." Right? You know, just well, like and,
1: and to even even if you try to not parent that way, uh-huh. I think the culture um, brings it out too. So sure. So I mean, it definitely helps if you've already got if you're already kind of groomed that way. <laughs>
0: But I mean, it'll find you. Yep, exactly. That's uh, you know, thank God he's a God of grace. Thank God. <laughs> you, thank Thank God. Thank God. I mean, he gives us. He gives and he gives. And there's that. What's it, that? What's that? Ah. Oh, there's a there's a hymn. He, he gives give it, and mm. takes. No, no, no. <laughs> he gives more grace. Is the hymn. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna find it
1: um so and you know listeners the reason that we're bringing all of these up is is to help hopefully help you just bring an awareness not a judgment on on your words but an awareness of of how these words um can bring death to those around you or even death to your to yourself but let's on a positive note what are i mean you know our words also bring life so What are some ways that our words can bring life? I think, you know, going back to the first chapter of James, he says in 19 through 22, my dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Therefore, ridding yourself of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, humbly receive the implanted word, which is able to save your souls.
0: Mm.
1: Be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving
0: yourselves. Yes. Uh, I You know, Um, I try to now in my... Uh, as I've crossed over, especially in the twenties and early thirties, I really oh, I was struggled. Like, crossed over what? Crossed like over. what bridge did in my you? Twenty <laughs> and early. In my twenties and early thirties, especially, mm. I, I struggled with this whole thing of complaining, uh, truly gossiping, saying the right things. Um, if you think I'm a talker now, I mean, I, I just, I word vomited all over the place. Um, I had no. I just felt like what you see is what you get, whatever, whatever, I will just vomit my words all over the place. And what you see now, um, even though some people may not realize it, (laughs) is a very extremely um, different version of who I used Mm -hmm. to be. And um, I try and am intentional now about um, encouraging people instead of... um, dragging them down and um, I try to give words of life Uh, Mm -hmm. I know that I fall short Um, but uh, it's not going to be perfect but it's better
1: well I think um, what we can take from this particular passage is um, listen before you speak truly listen trying to come uh, trying to listen to where that person's coming from and think about what you're going to say. Is it going to be uplifting? Is it going to be something to encourage them? Um, is it going to point them to Jesus? Right. Or is it going to, um, if if it can't be that, then it might just be, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to, like, come back. Oh, so that's why you hmm. say that oh. to me. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm preparing in my head. Just kidding. Um, You know, speak truth. You know, um, Jesus says that, you know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, Jesus is the truth. His words are true. God's words are gracious and abounding in steadfast love. So bringing life to somebody is speaking the truth over them. And if we aren't in our Bibles, Mm -hmm. we don't know what the truth really is. If we're looking for truth outside the scriptures, we're not going to fall. We're not going to fall in the right places.
0: So it's interesting that you say that because, um, you know, even nowadays, people's version of what's true about the scripture mm-hmm. is completely different. And I think we've seen that, you know, mm-hmm. in our Sunday school class, um, mm-hmm. in our conversations with people online. It's just like what they see as truth in the scripture isn't necessarily what what we would mm-hmm. see. Um, and, and that's what... So, what is so difficult about being a Christian right now? Well, I think, you know,
1: we've also, you know, I had a friend once say, I just love that, that, that verse that says God won't give you anything you can't handle. <laughs> like, that that's not a verse. But I think that what we've done is that we have made the Bible so much about us first. Mm-hmm. And we've taken snippets and made it mean what we want it to. Right. I'm... I'm not uh, against topical preaching from the Uh pulpit, but I think you have to be very, very careful because um, it is oftentimes you've got a point to make and you're going to try to find verses to make your point that may be out of context. Right. I'm
0: more of a feeling as if it's going to be topical, then it also has to be exegetical. Absolutely. So you can speak on a topic, but the only way that you're going to really be able to speak real truth about what's specifically in the Bible about mm-hmm. that topic is if you find a story about mercy and preach through that story topically right. that that that's an uh, a big thing and I also think the other thing is that God is the revealer of all truth so if you're confused about what the Bible says about any topic mm-hmm. um Uh, be in prayer about it because he is going to reveal well and what we um often teach in teaching people how to read the bible is let scripture interpret scripture right because so many people right now are adding in too many other voices with the things that they're reading you know um so for example if if you want to find a justification for why you believe a certain thing—you can always find a, a scripture that you can twist, yeah. and then support from somebody else who's twisting the same scripture in the same way. The only way to overcome that is to be truly mm-hmm. open as to what Jesus, the right. Bible, is communicating, right. and to pray through that, and for tr- and and to you know look up those you know references and let script like you said let scripture. Mm-hmm interpret scripture it's there it is there the holy spirit will reveal Mm -hmm.
1: and and pray but you know i mean kind words you can disagree with somebody wholeheartedly and they may may not be ready to receive your truth Mm -hmm. not your truth the truth Mm -hmm. but you can be kind
0: oh yeah definitely you can be kind because kindness opens doors it does It does and then then there is a time though that you have to but, right, but we are in a culture, we are in a culture that
1: if you disagree with somebody that you are ha- hateful right? right you hate right. And I think you have to build those relationships to, for somebody to even give you the um, the okay to speak into their life right. And you, and, you know, discernment in those times are helpful. But even, you know, bringing, speaking life over your own heart. Think of the times, you know, we talked about slander and criticism and gossip. But the words that you have believed, the lies you've believed about yourself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: those might not be audible words that you've spoken. But what about those words that the slanderer, the mm-hmm. devil put in. Yeah, those mind. are hard.
0: Those are, you know.
1: And so, speaking truth over our own hearts is extremely important.
0: yeah that's true. Um, so we were talking about God's grace, and I was, I was um, looking up that hymn. Mm-hmm. I want to read. It's grace, in a poem. Grace, for God's no. grace. Is that it? He giveth okay. more grace he giveth more grace. than. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to read the poem because it's perfect for this. When we're talking about, um, we we are hitting hard on these topics, and uh, a lot of it sometimes is hard to dig- digest. And one thing that, um, you know, I think we really want to communicate is that, um, you know, for all of sin and and fallen short of the glory of, the, of God. Mm-hmm. But God has so much grace for us, and that's what's uh, that we can always return to him and come to him mm-hmm. and, um, and uh, ask for his forgiveness and, and ask other people's forgiveness. And we don't have to live in a, a lifestyle of constant guilt because God is right. so gracious. So this hymn reminds mm-hmm. me of that. Um, it says, um, He giveth more grace when the burdens grow greater. He sends more strength when the labors increase. To added affliction, he adds his mercy. To multiplied trials, his multiplied peace. His love has no limit, his grace has no measure, his power has no boundary known unto men. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he gives and gives and gives again. Mm -hmm. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving is only begun.
1: I love that hymn. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a reminder oh. of if we acknowledge the grace in our life, how much more do we reflect the glory of God when we extend that same
0: grace right. through our speech? And this is just it, folks. You know, um,. <laughs> I have screwed up so majorly in so Mm -hmm. many ways. I can't even. I'm
1: (laughs) so spicy. I'm so
0: spicy. I can't even communicate to you. um, How many times I've I've said the wrong things or done the wrong things or whatever, Um, but truly resting in God's grace, Mm -hmm. in that, you know, that heart of repentance. Mm -hmm. It really makes the difference. I well, don't have to live and, in that guilt. And
1: that's, and that's what bringing, bringing our sins to the forefront mm-hmm. is giving us the opportunity for repentance. Right. And we've talked about repentance before on here, that it's an ongoing thing. Um, but just basking in the goodness of God and bringing about his character
0: mm-hmm.
1: to those around us, um, because we want to speak the heart of God to His image bearers,
0: right? And also be willing to forgive your friend when and they say forgive, st- stupid things. Forgive,
1: even if they're not sorry. <laughs> but you know, I, I used to always say that I regret fifty percent of everything that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> and so I think that tells me to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Uh-huh. Um, because most sometimes, people don't
0: know what they say that hurts people. That's I the know. truth. I
1: know. So, um, when you're on the receiving end of that, just let it go. In the <laughs> words of Frozen, "Let it go."
0: And so. talk about it. if you if you and really need to it. talk about it, then you talk about it with your friend. But you know, in mm-hmm. a way that yeah, you know that that works. Not mm-hmm. um, you yeah. know in a way that's productive because there's always an opportunity. If you really are deeply hurt, you can always. Mm-hmm. say hey went too far or something like that they can you know reel mm-hmm. it back in as long as there's I think the f- here's the fear here's the fear I think the fear in, in doing that is that we'll lose the friend
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know what I'm saying like uh, confronting the issue would, would make us lose the friend or that we've said something that's too far gone that um the friendship is dissolved or has to be dissolved. And it really doesn't have to be that way.
1: And sometimes it does uh, dissolve it for a season.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It does. But um, I've had friendships that have been restored over time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes you just have to, you know, be patient and trust in the Lord. Stop grumbling. <laughs> Maybe I should add that to my chain-o quotes uh, to stop (laughs) grumbling. I didn't do that.
0: (laughs) Okay, well, I think we've exhausted this topic. We're going to. We have
1: talked enough about talking.
0: (laughs) We would love for you to, uh, we'd love to continue this conversation with you and other conversations with you online and Facebook or Instagram. We're there under I'll Bring the Bible with Mel and Monica. And uh, we'd love to connect with you in that way. And uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, feel free to share it with anybody. We'd lo- always love yeah. to gain new listeners. Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, if you um, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> uh, it will just allow more people to right. uh,
0: hear us. Right, exactly. So, since
1: we're back in the business. <laughs>
0: since we're back in the business. We're not, um, we're honestly, we, we do rejoice if like, like yeah. at one point we reached uh, 10,000 followers on Facebook. That was a big deal. And it is a big deal. It's 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 fun to celebrate those things, but we're really not huge numbers people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's fun to track and see. Hey, that was mm-hmm. a that was a goal of mine for a long time, and we reached it. And uh, there wasn't any mm-hmm. special giveaway or anything no. like that. We just said thanks. That's cool. Thanks. You know, we just want um, to be
1: encouraging, right?
0: But that's the thing, we want to get out there so that we can encourage. encourage. Mm-hmm. So I hope we hope that you were encouraged today. Encouraged or convicted, that's good too. Mm-hmm. Conviction isn't a bad thing, it's a good no. thing. Um, uh, and uh, uplifted, hopefully, and um, hopefully you feel like you have a friend in Scripps. We definitely, we definitely are, so. Yeah. <laughs> we're right there with you. We're presenting this not as perfect people, but as imperfect people that need to figure out all of this stuff too. Mm -hmm. So So if you want to figure it out with us, (laughs) come along. Come along. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you later on. I'll bring the Bible with Mel and Monica. Bye. Bye.